When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, Dave Schrader, and we'll be right back. A little news, a little information. Got a bunch of good guests today. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience, and working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we pay the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. That's right. I keep waiting for the music, and there is no music. It doesn't exist. Uh, to answer Joe from Louisville's question, we moved. We have five more shows in this studio and then we moved to the new studios on saturday so a week from today the first shows from the new studios fingers crossed that'll be good what do you mean fingers crossed knowing this crowd it'll be like what i thought you were moving who what where is the new studio (laughs) who are you people and what are you doing in my living room exactly (laughs) Exactly. i wouldn't doubt it senator kamala harris said during a monday interview on the breakfast club that she isn't yet thinking about the 2020 presidential election but she left the door open to running by soliciting donations via her website who the hell is kamala harris Got the Breakfast Club? I don't know what what the Breakfast Club is either. I travel around the country, and I will tell you that I'm not buying the suggestion that we are divided as a country. (laughs) You aren't? (laughs) We couldn't be any more divided. (laughs) I'm just going to look out the window, and what color is that sky? Yeah, exactly. The California Democrat first said in response to a question about President Donald Trump stirring racism among the electorate, amongst the electorate. For the vast majority of us, uh, that thought has to do with uh, one of just very few things. The vast majority of us have so much more in common than what separates us, and we've got to hold on to that in this fight. When asked if she has made a decision yet about running for president in 2020, Harris said right now she's just focused on what's in front of her, namely helping Democrats in the 2018 midterm elections. 
Let me see her picture again, Andrew. Her picture was up there. I don't know who Kamala Harris is. There she is. So she's a she's a what? She's a senator. Yes. Is she a state senator or she's not a United States senator? Is she? I don't even pay attention to who United States senators are from from certain states anymore. Yeah. Why would you? Um, she. <laughs> Is a state senator, California. Oh, she's a state senator from California? Wait. Andy looks like he's got his scrub shirt on tonight. I thought he came in and he was going to tell us he was working at a hospital. Tevin would probably know. You you bought it for me, so. (laughs) It's a little large. Do you know who Kamala Harris is? Who? Kamala Harris. No, she's never a senator or state senator. She's a a senator or a state senator. I think she's a state senator. I've never heard of her. I don't really know how to tell the difference. Yeah, she's That's a right, junior United States wibbly. senator from California. Oh, so she's a junior United States senator. So she was just elected to the United States Senate. Yeah, well, then she's got a shot okay. at running because a state senator has no shot, but a United States senator is different. I just the whole thing about this. No, she is a state senator. Okay, but which one is it? It says United States senator from California. Well, that's what she is. She's a United States senator. So she's not a United States state senator. No, she. I'm going to start crying. <laughs> Who's on first? She's a United <laughs> States senator weeping. from California. Yes. Yes. She's not a state senator. So she's not a United States senator of California. <sighs> oh, Jesus. Okay, they so. Could, they could. Uh, who is she now? Maybe <laughs> change myself. the title so there aren't two identical titles. That would be convenient, I think. I what? Still don't know what she is. Whatever. Anybody? I don't care what she is. I don't, couldn't care less about any of these people. First of all... Some woman from California. First of all, I don't see a whole lot of difference. But, you know, she's probably right. We aren't nearly as divided as uh, as we think we are because every uh, politician so far, Democrat or Republican, screwed the uh, proletariat, so who cares? I don't know about that. Just go online on uh, Facebook or, or uh, Twitter and make a comment about gun control or President Trump, <laughs> and you'll see how divided our country yeah. Well, still yeah, is. those are the two things, gun yeah. control and Donald Trump. Yeah. But as far as screwing the people over, they both do. Well, that's just a, this yeah, that's an across-the-board kind of situation. That's an across-the-board, well. completely situation. Uh, I don't know. So how'd it go with Tim Pawlenty? Did we have uh, protesters out in the streets or anything? No, not for Pawlenty. Really? No. Talking so far, to a Republican so in Minnesota, isn't that reason enough to get protested? Protested? You know, if anybody needed further proof that Colin Kaepernick is completely mentally ill, this <laughs> ought to pu- push it over the top. What did he do now? Adidas stepped up and said, we'd love to sponsor you. We just want to get you signed on an NFL team. And once you get signed, we will sponsor you, which means millions and millions of dollars. So you know how he reacted to that? No. He stepped up his hatred of police and the the uh, system. So well, apparently the money's not important. And mm-hmm. money's not everything. I understand that. Activist and former NFL player Colin Kaepernick accused American police officers of committing the lawful lynching of black and brown people on Saturday. Better watch out, Tevin. I told you. This new trend of saying brown people is so annoying. I know. It's really annoying. Brown people. Uh... Bob Sansevier is darker than Philip in the summertime. So is he a brown person? <laughs> Italian, he is. Honorary he Italians tend to... I didn't think Italians were white for the longest time. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Sandy and Melina. No. Well, if you look at some of them, Here they just goes. they tan so easily. Oh, they're, just never, they're just never white looking. Sansevier tans up a storm. There's no question Tino's about it. Tino's very dark skinned. Yeah, Tina and Tino is too, yeah. For a yeah. well, I mean for a white person. For a honky. <laughs> oh God. It's all relative. Tevin, you got oh, here late, but no. Andy's in one of those moods, man. <laughs> yeah. He's in one of those moods. I got six hours of sleep. Don't let him talk. AP News reports that Kaepernick <laughs> made the comments while accepting an Ambassador of Conscience Award from Amnesty International. What? Ambassador, Ambassador? Conscience. Ambas- Ambassador of Conscience Conscience Award. Conscience. Racialized depression and dehumanization is woven into the very fabric of our nation. Well, you should move then. You should move to another country. But he's raking in millions of dollars. Nice hair. Once you get this this hair going, the the afro, I had that in middle school and high school. How how black private dick this is? You did? Did you really? At one point, that was a style at the time. At one point, we could fit like 27 mechanical pencils in my hair without them being seen. 
<laughs> yeah, that was like the thing to do was to hide see stuff, how much yeah. stuff you could yeah it's been hot you could hide in your oh, hair. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. During football season, it would stick out the ear holes of my helmet. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like, how does he wear a football helmet? I have a question for you. You squish it down. Colin Kaepernick was raised by two honkies. Where is he raised? Is he Wisconsin? Isn't he one of the Yeah, I think he's he was Wisconsin raised in guys. Wisconsin, yeah. Yeah, so like two honkies raised him in Wisconsin, and now he hates everyone. Milwaukee. Oh, he said it's working for him. He's he's making a whole career yeah. out of this. Well, he was no good as a quarterback. He had one good year running the ball as a quarterback. Then they figured out he could only run to his right, and that was the end of that. Well, he's still yeah. people do it works for them. Making money. Well, I hear there's a lot of dissension going on in New England. We might uh, they might be looking for a new quarterback too. Oh yeah, what's that all about? Is there really a big battle going on between Brady and Bel- uh, Belichick? Yeah, I guess there's a lot of. Uh, behind-the-scenes workings going on and things they don't understand. And, and still the team, I, I, I'm i getting the understanding from listening to the news and talking to some of my friends from out, out east that uh, they're still questioning choices Belichick made during the Super Bowl, oh. which, of course, you don't question no. Belichick. No. Um, and when you've started to lose the confidence of your quarterback and the team that you've been with mm-hmm. for 100 years, yeah, it's going to – things start to fall apart real quick. Plus, he got rid of everybody, right? I mean, he's like, yeah. clean house. And I still don't understand the Jordy Nelson thing at the pack, uh, the pack either. Why the hell did they get rid of Jordy Nelson? Yeah, well, a lot of times we don't know what's going on behind well, the scenes, too. Yeah, right? he, wasn't, he wasn't necessarily killing it last year. Right. No, that's Aaron true. Rodgers was out. But. You want to hear who the um, 2013 winner of the Ambassador of Conscience Award was? Yeah, who was it? A woman in Pakistan who had a hit put out on her by the Taliban, but oh, survived her, yeah. the assassination attempt yep, and continued her. to champion education in Pakistan. Okay, so that, so that compared to Colin yep, Kaepernick. Yep, versus <laughs> kneeling during NFL games. <laughs> but, yeah, but come a that, long way. On the other but side of it, though, have, you've got a guy who's not afraid to stand up for what he believes in uh-huh. and that he believes that that uh, ethnic groups are being targeted by police, which you can't deny. There's a lot of that going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so do you, you know, wh- where do you draw the line of what's what's okay? Do we pay them to be just uh, superstars and players and we pay them an, an immense amount of money to just shut up and play sports? We don't need to hear their political mm-hmm. rantings. Or do we look at it as we would with other people? They have the ear of the nation. They, they have a chance to maybe make a change. And people do listen to celebrities and they do listen to their sports figures. Right. You know, it, where where is this, you know, where is the line? I, you know, I think if you believe in something strong enough and it feels like you want to do it and you're doing it in a passive way, so you take a knee. I don't care. Put the camera on everybody else that's standing up with their hand over their heart. Don't give them the time. Yeah, I don't understand why you they know, give just, them the time. I just, re- I never understood that part of it. But every celebrity on earth agrees with him. They're all saying the same thing, so why give him the award and not, you know, the other three? Well, because he was the first. When yeah. you, you go to the spark, yeah. right? I mean, Rosa Parks wasn't the first to sit in the front, or wasn't the last to sit in the front of the bus, but you, you recognize right. the, the, the groundbreakers and the pioneers mm-hmm. and what's going on. That's that's where the change is made. And she wasn't you, the first either. Right. Well, but she wasn't even the one, wasn't it? The was, first person. Wasn't it? She took, like. She took the um, hit because the woman that actually did it was like a younger. She was a single pregnant. mother, and they didn't yeah. think that. Yeah, they didn't think she would be the right face yeah. for this movement. Yeah. So they yep. put Rosa Parks. Yeah, and I guess they were in right. Place, yeah. Indeed. Yeah, everything has always been about you know people. PR. Yeah. Yeah. People don't really <laughs> care about the issue. They care about yeah. Once in a while, I look at a story and I say, "Is that story real?" And then I go, "Yeah, it's real." <laughs> yeah. Gilberto Escamilla, 53, was sentenced to 50 years in prison. Okay, 50 years in prison. 103. For stealing $1.2 million. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Gilberto Escamilla, 53, was sentenced to 50 years in prison for stealing $1.2 million worth of fajitas. Yum, yum. My Where hero. That's that? a lot of fajitas. Where do you get that many fajitas <laughs> in hero. one spot? Well, yeah. Did Man. you go to a fajita yeah, factory? I'm guessing you didn't yeah, stick up Taco Bell for that many no, fajitas. No, probably not. <laughs> well, it's, it was over the course of a decade. Oh, so. Over the course oh, of a decade. Oh, it was a cumulative That's still a lot in 10 years. It is still how, a lot. How, how big is Roberto? $100,000 worth of... Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah $120,000 worth of fajitas? 10000 a, a month? Yeah, ten thousand a month. A month. How is that even possible? <laughs> they walk around with a big trench coat. And nobody on, noticed. Hey, you want some fajitas? Yeah, I but know. I like because nobody noticed until. Yeah. 
<laughs> Escamilla, a former employee of the Cameron County Juvenile Detention Center in Texas, had taken delivery of the food in spite of the fact that the minor inmates are not served fajitas. So he was just getting Did- free fajitas for a decade. <laughs> I feel like, was there was there a story like this that happened a while back? Yeah, this still like, sounds relatively yeah, this, familiar. Yeah, yeah. This, this is the guy. Oh, okay, so now he just got sentenced for it. Yeah, he just got sentenced for it, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm having deja vu. Yeah. Authorities were alerted to Escamilla's behavior when the Labatt food service driver phoned ahead to the detention center's kitchen to confirm the delivery of 800 pounds of fajitas. How could you? You can't even eat that much. 800 well, it was pounds. was to a facility. Well, yeah, but they didn't get a, it. He took them. Where did he take them? What was he doing yeah, with them? And with the, as the delivery driver, like when you pull up to the facility and normally it goes in the cooler and this guy's like, no, we're just going to put this in the back of my truck. <laughs> put it in the back <laughs> of the truck. Yeah. <laughs> All Esca- for them. Escamilla admitted as part of his plea deal that he had taken the fajitas and delivered them to his own customers. Oh. It was selfish. It started small and got bigger and out of control. <laughs> it got to the point where I couldn't control it anymore. Cameron County Assistant District Attorney Peter Gilman claimed that this case stood out from other theft cases he had prosecuted, with the total amounts stolen reaching a staggering 1.251578. $1.251 million. Now think, I, I want you to consider this, all right? So this guy was busted for stealing fajita meat. That's correct. Right? And he got how many years? 50. 50 years. Yeah. Correct. Now, listen to this. That does seem a little This is from line. CNN. Hundreds of World War II dog tags disappeared for years as Antonin de Hayes constantly visited the National Archives. This past Monday, the 33-year-old historian was sentenced in federal court to 364 days. They didn't even give him a full wow. year. They didn't give him a full year. 364 days in prison for stealing World War II artifacts, oh where he sold God. most of them on eBay and elsewhere, the Department of Justice said. He got less than a year. Less than a year for what stealing value? National Archive stuff. Oh, let's see here. Uh, well, was this in California or something? 291 dog tags. He also took 134 other items, which included identification cards, Bibles, and pieces of downed U.S. aircraft. Certain dog tags were burnt and shown some stains of fuel and blood, very powerful items that witnessed the violence of this crash, he told a potential buyer in a text message. Uh, yeah, it doesn't have an exact amount of how much they say it's worth, but... Yeah, because I think that's how you get sentenced, right? Yeah, Is like the value. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but the theft of records from the National Archives yeah, that's, I agree. gets it's you less terrible. than a year, but you steal some fajita meat from child inmate prison and oh, we know. you're in for 50. We that know. just seems like an unbalanced yeah, We know a couple of guys that wow. should have been sentenced for quite some time. I don't think anything's going to happen to those. Yeah, we got that right. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sorry. That's crazy. But Gilman, the prosecutor, the Cameron County Assistant District Attorney Peter Gilman, said, and I quote, we feel a strong message should be sent. Because he's a public servant. Don't be stealing fajita meat. That's just how it is. Don't give me any excuses. Just get your mitts off our fajita meat. Yeah, it doesn't help him how long he did it either. (laughs) Ransack the National Archives over a decade. That's fine. Take take World War II established medallions. That's cool. But, man, leave our meat alone. I don't know how these sentencing guidelines work. Who can understand any of it? That's all I have to say. Ooh. I'm supposed to ask you about Edward Wayne Edwards. Oh, well, you're gonna. I think you're talking to that guy this week. But yeah, that, that documentary week. series is on on TV now. I think it's on the Paramount Channel. It was just on People What's Magazine. The name of it? Um, it's him, Edward Wayne Edwards, something like that. It's it's crazy. This guy, the serial killer. Oh, we got to take a break here. Oh, we do. Oh, oh, sorry. All right, sorry. We'll about be that. right back in just a couple of seconds. And then Darkness Day will tell you about Edward Wayne Edwards. And also Tim is on. And also some call me Tim. Tim. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. 
Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years. But did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed. And I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so called up the folks at Whiting Clinic, and they helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery and clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to reserve today. Space is limited, so don't delay. That's 855-555-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back uh, Tim Lammers joins us, Darkness Dave's telling us about Edward Wayne Edwards, who's going to be our guest later on this week, I guess. Right, you have a, a guest who's going to join you. I, I think Cassie's still trying to lock him in, um, but he was supposed to be with you last week and had the dental issue, woke up, oh, his head was right. swollen to the size that's of right. a pumpkin. Oh, but yeah, yeah, this Edward Wayne Edwards, what a creepy guy. I mean, this he's a serial killer. He wrote a book way back when about being a criminal, then appeared on like, What's My Line?, and eventually got caught in Wisconsin a handful of years back um, and started admitting to all these murders and could prove he was there. And oh, was he the guy who was on the dating game? No, that was a different that's guy. That's a different Yeah, that was... Um, wow. The guy, guy, guy looked like Richard Ramirez. But uh, they... It's a, just a bizarre story. But the author, John Cameron, and researcher um, started looking into these cases and man what's really bizarre is he can put this guy in the state for like every major crime Mm. right near like everything from the zodiac killers to john benet ramsey to even this woman that was killed supposedly by stephen avery up in wisconsin the whole making of a murderer trial he was in wisconsin right near that area at that time and this guy liked to play games uh, it's it's a weird story, yeah. but uh, people just did a full full length feature article on the daughter, uh, the grandson is part of this documentary with John Cameron looking into this crime. But you look at this this deal and it's just really it's like Dexter. He's in every place that there is a murder God. that took place, a massive murder that got away with it. Wonderful, so, yeah. Edward Wayne Edwards. That's a that's a twisted tale. That will be later on this week. We'll talk to uh, John Cameron about that. Right now, uh, you know, I'm surprised that Tim Lammers could show up because once he went and saw I Feel Pretty, he just kept seeing it over and over and over again. You know what? You, you have to rehab yourself. And I was rehabbed by that wonderful story of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Wasn't that a great story? You know what? I, look, and, and I, I shared the link on Facebook, and I've been telling people, there's a reason why every single time I do uh, a film review of his films, I say I love the guy Mm -hmm. because this is just the perfect example. And this is not the first time, you know, I don't know if he's done a thing with prom before, but he's shown up and surprised people, surprised veterans, you know, giving them new vehicle. I mean, the guy is just as stand up a guy as you could get. And again, he he doesn't need to do this. He's one of the biggest stars in the world. No. But he does. He keeps doing it because he knows he's in a lucky position in life, and he is so grateful for that. And, uh, yeah, I, I tell you what, man, that was an incredible deal. That that audio that you guys played this morning, I mean, it's just great that he didn't get on and, hey, I can't, sorry, I can't do this, blah, blah, blah. That went on for about three, four minutes or whatever, didn't it? It uh, went on for three minutes. What happened was a young girl from uh, Stillwater High School, a Stillwater pony, Asked Dwayne The Rock Johnson if he would be her prom date. And the, through the entire school, they put him on the uh, school, uh, what the hell is that called? The, the PA system? system? The PA system. Yeah. They put him on the PA system, and he talked to her for three minutes about, unfortunately, I'm filming a, a movie in Hawaii during those dates. But I bought out a theater over at the Oakdale Cinema. All the popcorn, candy, soda, whatever you want, it's all paid for. There are 232 seats, so bring as many people as you want to see my new movie, Rampage. And he went on and on and on about what an honor it was to be invited to the prom, because now I consider myself to be a Stillwater pony for life. I'm always going to be a pony. The guy was unbelievable. And he did an Instagram video that expanded on things. 
Yeah, he's amazing. On top of that. Yeah, very I mean, smart. You know, again, it is just, it's inspiring. Again, I, I say this when I review his films. We all know he's not the greatest actor in the world. No. But look, he, he, he's so positive. He's such of an inspiring person to me. And I love that. I love that about him. And, and again, it, it didn't surprise me. I was, I, I was delighted that he did it. But in a way, it's like, you know what? This is who he is. So that's why I just thought it was so cool. Yeah, I thought it was wonderful. It's a great story. I do enjoy his movies. And Andy and I went to see Jumanji. Really, really enjoyed it. I love Jumanji. Except that people were talking in the uh, theater. Ram- uh, was Rampage was really fun, too. <laughs> I haven't seen Rampage. Yeah, that's a, that's a, just a fun, dumb, yeah, adventure yeah. Jumanji kind of movie. It's, and that's I think the big key uh, right there, Mike, is that he gets it. He's in on the joke. Yeah. When it's dumb like that. Yeah. Right. I mean, as opposed to his uh, what sounds to be former co-star Vin Diesel. Um, yeah, I don't think they're going to work together. Um, Vin yeah. takes it seriously. Vin is yeah. doing Shakespeare. Dwayne The Rock Johnson knows that, okay, this is silly, I'm in on the joke. Yeah. And I guess in that sort of way, he is a good actor. Yep. Because he knows that it's like, okay, this is just a silly ride, this mm-hmm. is dumb. And, 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 and Rampage is one of those movies, and he knows it. So that, that's the reason why a movie like that, if, if, if Vin was in it and took it seriously, it would have been a disaster. But the reason Rampage <laughs> works is because... The Rock is in on the joke. Yeah, because I, I, every time I watch a you know an action-packed movie and somebody's jumping from you know a skyscraper onto a helicopter blade with one finger and twirling <laughs> around and then he's on a ship. I mean, it's just so ridiculous. I laugh out loud. I know it's right. supposed to be serious, but I, right. I always just crack up because it's so stupid. Well, I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger really brought those into the you know popularity, and he was obviously not being serious about them. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, I don't know. Well, maybe, you know, and then Stallone, too. Right. Stallone, you know, but those had heavy themes. I mean, at least, you know, with the Rambo movies. I mean, that was a yeah. heavy theme. So, yeah, he took it very seriously. Although, you know, uh, the blowing up a guy with a rocket launcher and all that yeah. stuff, you know, obviously <laughs> that oh, is uh, outlandish. <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, you know, you're right. I think Arnie did, at least in later films, was in on a joke. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if he was, if he thought it was like some serious action movie, he wouldn't be going. It's not a Tuma, and you know, that <laughs> oh kind yeah, of... <laughs> and the Expendables. Yeah, the, exactly. The last Expendables, he said that his famous "Get to the chopper." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Get it was so funny. I loved it. Well, I tell you what, uh, we Andy and I had uh, the studio all to ourselves last Thursday, and uh, we had. The ape from Rampage on as our guest. Yeah, the, the I heard motion, about that. The mocap guy. He was yeah. phenomenal. He was yeah. a great guy. He was all excited to be on the on the air Did and he on the radio. Did he like six Wait, eight there. or something? Uh-huh. He's like six yeah. eight. Yeah. yeah, I was there for that. Yeah. You were not. I was there. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> right. You were here for during the yeah. monkey guy. That was two weeks ago. Because you guys. No. Were, yeah, you were still in Florida. No, Andy and Uh-oh. I were no. Andy and I were sitting right here last Thursday when he was on. Do you remember it last no. Thursday? Uh, I, is I it time was, to send you to the home? Yeah, I was. On. I'd love to go. Believe me, <laughs> you were. It was two weeks ago. Believe me, I would love to go to a home for the rest of my life and sit there and just. That can be arranged. <laughs> hey, words for me. I'm just lit up like spring has arrived. I was, I'm ready. It was I'm ready to go. A nice lithium yeah. drip. It was the 12th. Oh, so everybody was on for him. I thought, uh, who did we have on last Thursday? A lot of people. You're wrong until it's proven. Yeah. A uh, little bighorn uh, museum guy, Tim Pawlenty. Oh, that was last Thursday. Yeah. That's right. Something about I wasn't about even here and I knew that. Never mind. <laughs> Catherine, if you don't like the guys that are jumping from buildings onto helicopters, did you I like think it's funny. Did you like when they when Indiana Jones four came out and at least he showed his age, he's missing his you know, he he'd hit something with the whip and he'd swing oh, and miss I, where he was gonna oh, land it, smash into something it. else. <laughs> I just love that they did that. And they did that with Daniel Craig too, with the new Bond. Oh yeah. 
I, his, the old I thought bond. you were going to say that, that the part where he survived the nuclear blast by hiding in the refrigerator. <laughs> right. Well, that, <laughs> now, now, that's believable. Those are yeah. red-lined, no, beautifully made right. frigidaires. You have to get a great big old refrigerator. But, uh, no, but even talking. with Daniel Craig, he kind of made the bond a little bit more believable. Even though he's doing all the parkour and stuff, he would still miss once in a while. Yeah. Oh. He would take the hit. He would land wrong. Oh, okay. As opposed to, mm. you know, Roger Moore in a tuxedo jumping from building to building and looking effortless at it. You're, and you're right. like, get out of here. Yeah. Daniel Craig's bond has always been kind of a like every man. I don't want to say I don't want to say f up, but you know, (laughs) well he was because I mean in Casino Royale, how many times did he almost die or get captured? Or it's like he spent the entire movie trying to undo his mistakes. It was weird. Because usually well, James Bond is, you know... It's the new, more relatable James Bond. Yeah. 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 Like I'm, I'm still trying Common to figure man. out how he survived being shot on a bridge <laughs> in Skyfall and falling, I don't know, 100 feet or whatever into a river <laughs> and not drowning. In Hollywood, falling into water means you're good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like you're never going to die. Come you're on, Lambert. <laughs> Get with it. You'll live. Yeah, even you in can't real die life. In, water. in real life, if you're at terminal velocity and you hit the water, it's oh, no different dead. than hitting concrete. Wow. Yeah. You know how to knife into it. How about those yeah, guys exactly. that jump off the cliffs that are like oh, yeah. 40, 50 stories hit, and yeah. then they just what hit? What little wind gust you think? Right. Bad news. Yeah. Wouldn't be good. Oh, no. I'd, I'd end up belly flopping. Yeah. Oh, no. This isn't going to go well. Unbelievable. Yeah. The reviews for Amy Schumer's new movie, I Feel Pretty, are in, and they're pretty ugly. Mm. Movie review aggregator Rotten Tomatoes is currently showing a 33% rotten rating. IMDb gave the movie 3.7 out of 10. Uh, Critics tore into the movie for its message of self-love and body acceptance that somehow feels hollow and contrived. The Atlantic's Christopher Orr said, This movie, premised on the idea that self-esteem trumps physical beauty, doesn't even believe in the product it's selling. Leah Pickett from the Chicago Reader called the movie deeply unfunny. Ooh, deeply unfunny. Look, I'm not a fan of Amy Schumer's, as you know, but I wouldn't go that far. I, I mean, some people, I, it just sounds like a bunch of pissed off people looking to, to rant. I, th- I, 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 I love the film's um, message about self-esteem. I'm not big for message movies, Yeah, but, you, you know, beauty lies in confidence. And so she thought she was beautiful. She was. She had confidence, and I mean, it looked. And and the, it was a PG-13 film, so you're you're targeting a younger audience mm-hmm. who need to hear that. It is it un, unfunny? No. It, yeah, you're right. It's not funny at all. She seemed very uncomfortable to me in that sort of comedy because she's so used to going down that that other road. Right, that, yeah. You know. Right. Um, I think she's trying to branch out, um, and I and I give her that much, but she's it wasn't bad. funny. But at least she's trying. And again, the message, I don't, I don't know how you could come out against anybody making an effort, you know, to try to boost self-esteem. That Be- seems crazy Probably because everybody's so tired of being told what to think about well, everything. Well, it's not preachy. You know, look, I would look, I hate preachy, especially when it's political preachy in movies. But I didn't feel this was preachy. I, you know, it was, did I see it coming? Absolutely I did. But it was a welcome message. Oh. My favorite so, review... Uh, there were several sites uh, who reviewed it, and people on Twitter were agreeing and such. Um, they didn't like it because... She was in it. They didn't think <laughs> that the fact that a blonde, blue-eyed, white woman was playing someone with low self-esteem oh, made she's sense. Heavy. I can't no. take it anymore. No, Devin white women no, what low they were self-esteem. Saying, ask any, uh, where, where'd all those strippers well, come what from? what they were saying was more than they <laughs> thought they were saying. Because they were saying that it doesn't make sense for a woman, a white, blonde, blue, whatever See, woman. that's the kind of crap. It's just but if you think tiresome. about it, why doesn't it make sense... That it, so it would make sense that a black woman would have low self-esteem? Yeah. Yeah. Is that what That's, you're saying? Just, yeah, that, I know. Does, that I is just, weird. Well, it's insane. You know, I wonder it's why insane. Rebel Wilson doesn't take heat. Because most of the movies she plays, even though she plays kind of an awkward character, she's always extremely overconfident about her looks, about her yeah, weight. She, yeah. Yeah. she you're never right, lets Dave. that, that limit her. This would have been the perfect movie for her. Right. I didn't even think about that till now. Yeah, yeah. You know, again, it's Amy Schumer being in a position where who knows if this movie would have been made otherwise. So she was in a position. Yeah. Obviously, her popularity is dwindling. She's trying to expand her her base. And uh, again, I just think that it was a tiny step in in that effort. I I, I just think that I don't know. Like I said uh, on the show last week, Tom. You know, when you see in a movie like Thank You for Your Service, 
where she actually showed that it's like, wow, you can plug her into a movie. I didn't recognize her because she was a brunette, mm-hmm. and she was in a serious role. She was playing a, a, a military widow. It's like, wow, this is a big chance for her, and it really worked. So who knows? No, I'll tell you. Well, you know that uh, Amy Schumer went on The View and said, I'm a Caucasian the woman I played in the movie should have been played by an African American, yeah, a woman of color, yeah. See, which doesn't even make sense. I don't get this, you know. It's ass kissing because they don't really have well, any emotion and, about black and, people whatsoever because they the don't fact, know any black. And it's people. after the fact. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. I took I the role so and I, you know, I yeah. took the money, but I, uh, you but, know. But, well, yeah, but, the risk is of probably coming off horribly wrong here. Every uh, African American or black woman I know that's heavier set or whatever. I don't see the self-esteem issues I no. do than no. I do with white most women that are over the world. Yeah, that's right. They're like most confident. The black women are just like, this is most it, accepted. Of the world. And, uh-huh. and they, they're great about it, but it's the white women that always seem to be so yeah, exactly. mousy and, and worried about their weight and the looks yeah. as much. So I, I don't I, I don't Different know. expectations, We'll be right back. We'll talk more about this. I don't want to ask Tevin a question about this right after this at Tom Bernard's show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My pillow is offering more than 50% off his four pack special, which includes two premium my pillows and two go anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the my pillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Tom Bernard Show. Tevin Pittman is here. And, Tevin, I have a question for you. Because as a honky who grew up in a, an urban neighborhood. You're our black authority. Yeah, I'm, I'm the, You're the black, black authority. authority. Is JB or Philip aren't available right now? Um, Top three, I'll take that. You're the best we've <laughs> yeah. got for now. <laughs> I, get, I get this read from white people, particularly in Hollywood and in politics. You've never even met a real black person, have you? I mean... The way they pander and kiss ass, doesn't that annoy you to know him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because, and especially when, because you can always tell, especially watching movies, when it's like they had a black person in this movie just because they made the movie and then they realized there's no black people in this movie. <laughs> we better, better put get some black person. Put some in there. And yeah, there's yeah, all the pandering and like it's so, it's like overhyped like stereotypes of how almost like a character of yes. what they think a black person yeah. is yeah. in this movie and stuff. And it so annoys it's very me annoying. annoying. I will tell you this. Philip came on the KQ Morning Show because he decided he wanted to come on the KQ Morning Show to protect me from all the people who thought I was racist. So it was Philip's idea to come on the KQ Morning Show. Wait a minute. Right? You mean Philip and JB are real people? They're not just characters you're doing on the wow. <laughs> well, let me just show Didn't you take a lot of sla- yeah. flack over that? Oh, yeah. At some point they thought, thought I was you doing were just doing black the voice. impressions. They're yes. not people you made up so you could say, I have black friends. Right. <laughs> say, let me ask you a question. Yeah, what do you want? Well, you say, yeah. Tom, hey, Tommy, let me ask you a question. Philip, hey, Tommy, does. If, I could, if I could just make a reference, they're your versions of Morgan Mundane and... Yeah, and, and uh, Ma Linger. Yeah. JB is Ma Linger. You can't make up Philip. No, yeah. you can't make up Philip. 
Philip. I was going to say, Philip defies definition a lot of times. He's his own special guy. I never know what's going to come out of that mouth. JV came on the morning show, the same situation. I met him at the University of Minnesota. He said, I want to come on your show. I said, yeah, come on. So I didn't bring any black people on my show. Tevin, I didn't bring you onto this show or bring you onto the KQ Morning Show either. No, I'm pretty sure you were making fun of me one day as I, I was, was sitting out in the hall. <laughs> I and, was making fun of you. And Lastman was like, hey, you better go in there and defend yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Murray now, mm-hmm. and as soon as, as soon as Murray came in, I thought, well, they finally got a Jew to bring in the comedian. <laughs> Turns out Murray's black. So, yeah, I mean... I just get this distinct impression like Amy Schumer doesn't know any black people, doesn't know what black people are all about, so she panders to them. But I mean, you know. Well, people uh, are so worried. Right there's now, there's so many different black people, though. I mean, what are you mm-hmm. talking about? What I'm just I mean, talking about. You can't generalize ex- anymore. No, no, yeah, that's that what would, I'm saying. Yeah. You, you can't just say, this should have been a black person. Well, which black person? There are a lot of different kinds of black people. Exactly. Which black person should it have been, Amy? Well, that's like... I, mean, I think it would be funny it's to, um, if I was like, you know, a upper class black person from a like four Tevin. generations like of wealth, like go in and audition <laughs> for wealth. a part what the, that they're thinking of. And it's like, yeah, well, I'm a black person. Isn't that what you wanted? You know? Yeah. That's why I've I never liked rich, that but... one little one that yells. What? One little oh, one uh, yeah. Chris Tucker? No, Kevin, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Ke- yeah. Same Kevin Hart. Yeah, Kevin Hart. Comedian? I've never liked Kevin Hart because he's like, Same this is how black people act. Like, I'm loud. One of the nicest people I've ever talked to. Really? I will tell you. He's a yeah, wonderful guy. Yeah, he's always guy. driven me crazy in movies because it's just like, this is quintessential black behavior. Yeah. And I'm like, but I really yeah. liked him in Jumanji. No, yeah, I'll tell you what, yeah. he's, he he's a he really great. nice man. That's good. Very smart guy, too. He's very smart oh. and very Well, nice yeah, he's capitalized on his brand unbelievably. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So That's what all very the uh, very, very successful people do is they yeah. have a brand and then they stick to it. Well, look true. at Jim Carrey, although he probably does really act like that. Yeah, well, you know, he's it's gotten, interesting, he's though, because absolutely insane. Yeah. Jamie Schumer has a brand. She does. And that yeah. brand got old real fast. That's true. Well, I mean, the thing is, her brand is... Rebel Wilson's brand that doesn't help. No, no Amy Rebel Schumer Wilson. is, is yeah, more like the uh, white woman dice clay to me. White woman dice clay, I like that. <laughs> she, white she's woman just that kind of. Way. I'm look how edgy and cool I am, and yeah, I, when yeah. you're trying too hard to prove to me how cool and, right. and sexy and how you'll do anything, and you know, it just to me it seems like okay, I get the I get it round one, mm-hmm. and then right. what's your next gig? Yeah, it it's feels not, forced. And, you know, and I think it feels forced in this film. Even though it's a different kind of comedy, it's much more tame. Yeah. And it feels forced. Like, yeah. we're just pushing to make you laugh, and it's just not there. Which is the worst thing she could possibly do. Well, this movie kind of sounds like a variation of the Shallow Hell movie. It, That's what a, I said. Yeah. I said it, it yeah. sounds like exactly a reverse. It. Right. Right. It's reverse Shallow Hell. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I Which, I mean, I guess that, that is what... 15 years old at this point. Yeah. No 12 year old is going to have watched Shallow Hell. Amy Schumer is more foul. She like is. Rebel Wilson is just like zany, and Amy Schumer's more like yeah. okay. Amy Schumer's pretty yeah. foul sometimes. Me. Amy Schumer is a female Andrew Dice Clay. That's who she is. And he wasn't funny after about. When I first saw him in New York in 1981, I think it was. He was funny as hell. Because it was something totally different. Yep. Until you realize he wasn't either. He was ripping off another comedian. Yeah, that's right. That was doing the same shtick and the uh, the, the rhyming. And yep. Didn't uh, didn't Carlin even do some of the rhymes at yeah, one point? Yeah, he did, yeah. I don't even recognize him. I don't think there's Andrew anything Dice new Clay. anymore. Andrew Dice Clay? You I don't, don't? I know the name, but I always thought he was an author. But he's not. No. He <laughs> was... Big leather jacket, black pompadour hairdo, sunglasses, and cigarettes, yeah, like and the, the staccato. Hey, check! Yeah. I was standing in line oh, with this, and you know everything. Yeah. Was, the interesting thing, though, he did a movie called Blue Jasmine. Uh, a oh, that was a ago. great movie. Yeah, and, and and it showed that he could act. But yep. boy, it just seems like in between. Maybe he's been doing stand-up gigs. I don't know, but yep. it also showed he had another talent, and you wonder why he didn't try capitalizing on his ta- that talent. Maybe because. You know, Blue Jasmine was a supporting role, and he wanted to be the lead. Lauren Michaels buried him is what happened to him. Well, why? And he had Nora Dunn go after him because he needed a woman. Lauren Michaels is a bad person. I'm sorry. Everybody I know that that ever worked for him said he is a... Oh, you got the same thing? Yeah, I've never heard anybody say anything nice about... No, he's a horrible human being. Well, he stole the whole idea from National Lampoon anyway. 
I like this. Uh, he cites Elvis Presley, Fonzie, John Travolta, and Sylvester Stallone as his heroes. Yeah. Gee, really? Sense. That makes sense. Well, he, did, he did a movie uh, in the 80s. He, did, he showed up in a lot of 80s movies in cameo yeah. roles, but then he was in a movie called Casual Sex with uh, Leah Thompson and uh, Victoria. Thompson. 1988. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was really good in that. He played just uh, a like a much lighter variation of himself. Hmm. And then he just did a – he's done, I think, two or three reality series, and one yes, just ended. Yep. Yeah, um, but he's ended. he's been back in Vegas playing Vegas quite a bit, which you know I guess it's dice gonna... has yeah dice. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Did you ever see dice meltdown on CNN dropping the f bomb? No, it's on YouTube. Look I'd it like up. to see it. Um, he's on a show called My Kitchen Rules, what? or maybe was. My Kitchen Rules. <laughs> he competed with his wife to see who could cook the best or something. Yeah. Um, I don't. I can't envision this. Oh, but he's, he's currently yeah. shooting a movie called The Star is Born. Uh, a musical, Not again. A, a musical musical? romantic drama. Yeah, no. it's Bradley Cooper directing and Lady Gaga yep. starring. It's really? like the 15th time that movie's been made. Bette this, Midler was in one of them. Well, yeah, this time it's going to be a country oh, murder. It's, murder. it's got Clint Eastwood in it. Well, Clint oh, like Eastwood Clint. was supposed to uh, produce it. Apparently he's not, but he was supposed to actually direct it at one point. Oh, has he gotten too old? Well, and then, you know, mm. Cooper worked with him on American Sniper, and oh, that's, that's how right. that relationship started. So. Oh, they've been talking about this since 2011. Clint right. Eastwood went to Beyonce to right. remake A Star is Born, which is so weird. I can see Clint Eastwood and Beyonce getting along really well. They get along really well. I think any two people can get along for $50 million. Well, you might be right about that. You could be right about that. You know, there, there was a with all the popularity of the superhero movies, uh, and with how huge Wonder Woman has blown up, and again showing a confident, strong, beautiful woman who doesn't play on those angles. It's just she's just a character. They did in the '60s when the Batman TV serial came out, mm-hmm. right? That with Adam West and Burt Ward. Right. Then they tried to do a few spinoffs. They tried to do a Batgirl spinoff that never really grabbed hold, and then they did um, a Wonder Woman, and it's on YouTube. And it is one of the most horrific things you've ever seen. They have a, a, a model play Wonder Woman, but the girl who plays like Diana Prince, her, her alter ego, still lives at home with her mom. She's this gangly kind of uh, almost like um, Emily Latella, Yilda Radner character. I love she's got that the ugly, nasty hair and the, the big glasses, and she's she's um, nerdy. And when she decides she has to turn into Wonder Woman, she'll she'll turn into Wonder Woman. And then they show the mirror, and there's this gorgeous supermodel. Wonder Woman, and then they pan away, and it's this scrawny, fluffy-haired, goofy-looking right. girl who just has this overinflated ego of who she is. Wow. And it was just like you can see why that one didn't survive. But if you ever want to flashback to wow, what could have been? Yeah, yeah, go look at the '60s Wonder Woman uh, pilot that uh, that was shot. It's unbelievable. But, big there big there was, but then there was a show Wonder Woman that was right with big. Linda Carter well, that came yeah, out in the yeah. '70s, oh. and, but yeah, that, that didn't even big. do well when I it first it was, came out. It oh. was set in the '40s. And it made one season, and they were kind of like, eh, I don't know about this. And then they they took a break and then came back and made it current date. Wonder Woman oh. originally was kind of a messed up character. She was made by, like, some guy oh, yeah. and his two wives or something. About into S&M. Yeah. She was an S&M character. She was well, a There was bondage. a movie that, about that that came out. Professor yep. Marston and the Wonder Women. Yeah. I think it's on Hulu now. Yeah. Wonder Women. Yeah, he had two wives and they made a story about, you know, because they were, I guess, into bondage, so they made a bondage superhero. And you wonder why bondage. women have bad self-esteem. Yeah. <laughs> why women have bad self-esteem? Yeah. All this Speaking stuff. of... um the 60s superheroes. Here's my favorite uh, Batman scene. A ticking bomb. Holy breaking and entering. It's Batgirl. Quick, Batgirl. Untie us. I've worked for you a long time and I'm paid less than Robin. Equal pay for men and women. No time for jokes, Batgirl. (laughs) (laughs) They they couldn't... (laughs) You'll notice, though, that's not Adam West. It is Burt Ward. It's not Adam West. It's Burt Ward and and Yvonne Craig, but it is not Adam West playing Batman in that scene. More dismissive. This is why women have bad So when when was that made? That was the 60s. Yeah, so in 67, I think that one came out. It wasn't from an actual episode. It was from a... 
well, a I mean, political deal, and they used to do that yeah. a lot. Like, yeah, I mean, the overall the message ended up being okay. I see your point, but I just like that line: "No yeah. time for jokes." No time for In Batman's they, defense, the bomb's about to explode. Like, hurry up and no, that, hide yeah. it, or nobody gets paid. That too. Yeah. There's a really that? weird deal. If you look online, I think it's on Amazon. There's like the Munsters pilot that never I saw aired. It. And the, did you Joe see the, Marshall. the video though, where um, Herman Munster's on the beach talking to uh, the guy, and he's like doing a political rant. Yeah, and it was, was a political ad, and they hired him to play the part. Yeah, the guy as Herman a Munster. Straw fedora. Yeah, and I can't remember that guy's name either. He's pretty famous. Yeah, but uh, um... and he's playing like a hipster. But it's it's just weird to hear Herman Munster on the beach politicizing, and then he just kind of walks off into the sunset. It is one of the weirdest. Did you see the, be- the original beginning when yeah. everybody walks past pa- passes out? They're so, they're so afraid of them. They they. Pass oh right, out. yeah. But the, the the original Munsters pilot, the only ones in it that you'd recognize would be Grandpa Al Lewis, and Herman Munster, and the original Marilyn, who only lasted one season. She only lasted one season. But she yes. was all, all three of them. They had a different. They and her name yeah. wasn't Lily. It was Phoebe. It was Phoebe, right? And then they Joan had this Marshall really creepy Phoebe. kid playing Eddie. That kid was horrible. Right? Oh my God! Get away from me! I hate you. He was like he was possessed. Yes, it was bizarre. But mm-hmm. Al Lewis was way over the top. Well, both of them. I mean, that's what made the show so great was the chemistry between yeah, Al was. Lewis and Fred Gwynn. That's just true. two big idiot kids playing all the time. Um, are that, you talking about Butch Patrick or Jason Marsden? Jason, his name was Junior Marsden or something. something like Jason that, yeah. Marsden. Yeah, because Butch Butch played him in the TV series once it took off, but yes. the original kid that played him was no Happy something or other. Nate Happy Dermon here. Yeah. We go. yeah, Nate Happy Dermon. A more exactly aggressively right. wolfish boy. Oh my God! He's like, I'm going to turn myself back into a toad. Yeah, like, it's horrible. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if he's ever uh, done anything else. I doubt it. It's hard, hard to understand where his career didn't go after that. that <laughs> yeah, was, uh, how did that not take he... off? No way. What, he died? No, he played Eddie Munster in a 2004 remake. He did? Apparently. He was on the Jack Benny program. Jack Benny? And Mr. Ed and the Beverly Hillbillies. Hello. So, you know, he did some stuff for a year or two, and then, mm. yeah, kind of. Why well, wasn't so happy if it was only a year or two? No. Yeah. It is what it is. No, well, no. Yeah, being that, a child actor in the 60s could have a way of making you pretty unhappy, I think. I think you're right about that because I think you got preyed upon and you didn't make any money at all. No. I rem- there was this one, I don't remember who it was, but there was this one celebrity kid from that time who made millions of dollars, but his parents blew it all by the it time was, he was uh, 18. That was Dennis the Menace. That was Jay North. Uh, Jay North, yeah. Jay North. Well, a lot of the kids. Uh, and, yeah, uh, a lot what's of his them. name? Rod. Um, the kids from um, what uh, you talking about, Willis? What the hell is? Oh, his right, name? yeah, uh, Gary Coleman. Gary, yeah, Gary Coleman. Coleman. His parents pissed. But the away other all kid that money. played Rusty, I think, from um, or not Rusty. That was uh, the, the that was Danny. Johnny Galecki. Right. <laughs> no, the uh, I'm trying to. What the heck was the name of the show? Now my mind's blank. But uh, Father Knows Best, Bud. Oh yeah. He got bilked from all of his money too. A lot of the parents. There was a totally different rule set in yeah. play. And then I think they came up with the Jackie Coogan deal because when he was a little yeah. kid yep. he got screwed out of all That's of his exactly money right. and ended up having to play Uncle Fester on nice, the nice We will take a break, <laughs> be back with part two right after this Tom Bernard Show.